Everybody has advice when it comes to starting a business. In the last episode, Sarah and I shared the worst advice we had ever been given related to starting and running our own businesses. Today, though, we're flipping the script and we're sharing the best advice we've ever been given, or maybe we even gave that advice. Who knows? So sit back and relax as we share with you some hot tips on starting your OT business. Are you thinking about starting an occupational therapy business but don't even know where to begin? Whether you're starting something on the side or going full-time in your business, the OTpreneur podcast is what you need. This show will help you get in the right mindset and give you actionable tips to go from just an idea to OTpreneur. Let's go. Hey there, I'm Jason, and with me is my resourceful co-host coming to you from her home studio, aka the smallest closet in her home, Sarah Putt. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm good, Jason. Yes, I am in my closet, and I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know, for, for a small closet, you do fit a lot in there. You got a little plant behind you. You got your got my table. walls going on <laughs> nice, and, nice and all done up, so kudos to you. Yeah, how are you doing, Jason? I'm doing very, very well. It's always a pleasure to to hop on the mic and record with you and to help fellow occupational therapy entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to uh, kick off today. We are talking about the best advice that we have ever received. And hopefully this is uh, advice that we can kind of pass on to those that are listening out there today. Now, before we dive into that advice, I'm going to let you start. But uh, before we dive into that, I do want to give a quick shout out to Alexis. You may have heard Alexis mentioned on this show before. I think uh, Sarah and I have both told the story about how we all actually met each other. So this review may or may not be a little bit biased, <laughs> but either way, I want to give a big thank you to Alexis Joel for leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. And Alexis said that she just kept nodding her head yes in agreement throughout one of the episodes. And she says that we are spot on to the steps and the keys of being coming and refining yourself as an OTpreneur. The podcast is a must listen, according to Alexis. So I just want to give a huge thank you to Alexis. Thank you so much. And uh, we would love for anyone else out there to also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And who knows, maybe we'll read your review if you leave us one. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking forward to reading your review on the podcast. Uh, maybe next time. All right. So Sarah, we are talking about the best advice that we have received as as entrepreneurs, and this doesn't necessarily have to be from an occupational therapist or an occupational therapy assistant. It can be from anyone. And, you know, we've talked about how hard it can be to start a business, and we have both had our had our own mentors uh, galore. You know, some are official mentors, some are not necessarily official mentors, but people that we listen to. So with that, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you have received for your business? So, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm switching it up just a little bit because I had come up with this advice and then I'm like, wait, it's supposed to be somebody, something that somebody told us, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm throwing that out the window because this is actually something that I've learned and now it's something that I pass, I want to pass on to other people. So this is something that I have gone through and I literally, I'll go into more detail in a minute, but I literally went through this advice again today. So my best piece of, of advice is that I think a lot of people want to just get out there and they want to hand over money and have somebody do everything for them, right? Like starting a business is 
it's hard. It takes time, it takes energy, it takes resources. And sometimes it's like, oh, there's the, the, the B-I-A-B, business in a box, that you can just go and pay and somebody will set up everything for you. Those are okay for some people. And I know some people that have had great, uh, they've had great experiences with it. But for me, I am against that. I say, just say no to the B-I-A-B and actually DIY it. Do it yourself because there's so much to learn. And all of that is part of the process of becoming an OT entrepreneur. Now, I'm not saying don't get a mentor, don't get support, don't seek out people to help you. That's not what I'm saying at all. What, I, what I'm saying is don't just pay somebody to do it all for you so you have no idea why it was set up this way, why it was built this way, why it was structured this way. You have to understand the process behind why it is you're doing the things that you're doing. And there is so much that you can learn from that and then further kind of gain more additional skills into being an OT entrepreneur, being an OTpreneur. And I think for me specifically, when I was kind of first starting out, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, I, you know, I went to LegalZoom and I was trying to like set up everything there. And if I had just paid somebody to set everything up for me and then got, you know, got handed my quote unquote, my business, I wouldn't actually know like, why is my business an S Corp and not an LLC? Why am I setting it up this way and not that way? And so by some of these mistakes and challenges that I went through, I've learned this process. And then I can kind of go through it and and be able to apply that later on. So that's my biggest advice that I've learned myself <laughs> and continue to learn. <laughs> Well, plus, you know, DIY just sounds so much better than BIAB. So, I mean, that, that in itself is a reason. No, but just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, uh, I'm I'm even going through this right now as I am starting to bring on support personnel within my business. And I know you have help within your business as well. Um, a little bit different. You are bringing on occupational therapy practitioners. I'm bringing on more of a support personnel role that doesn't have that OT background. But either way... We often, as the business owner, especially in a small business, we kind of have to do it first so that we can show someone how to do something the way that we want it done. Because if we don't give people that you know aren't in our business, that don't care as much about our business, if we don't give them pretty explicit directions on how we want something done, then the odds are is it won't get done exactly the way that we might want to see it done. And so it's one thing to tell someone something. It's a whole other th- thing to say, hey, this is how I did it, show them how you did it, and then they have a better idea of, of what the expectation is. So uh, that's a great great piece of advice there. Do it yourself as opposed to just letting someone do it for you because if nothing else, you learn and you appreciate what it took to actually do it that way. Exactly. And, and I think another piece that kind of plays into this is also as you're building your business and as you're going from an OT practitioner to an OTpreneur, you are learning your own strengths and weaknesses as an OTpreneur, right? As a clinician, yeah, we know that, but as, as an entrepreneur, right? And I think once you can understand, like, I am really good at for example, I am really good at coming up with the ideas, but maybe I'm not as good as like actually taking the action to figure out how do I turn that idea into something else. When you're kind of doing it yourself, you learn that about yourself and then you you figure it out and then you can be like, okay, I'm not as good at this. The next person or the first person that I'm going to hire is going to be somebody that's really good at 
that's taking actionable steps and turning that idea into something. And so you can actually play off your own strengths and weaknesses and be able to hire the team around you once you know what you're doing to support you and really help you grow in ways that might not be your strong suit. And that's totally okay. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses as an OTpreneur. And it's something I think that's really important to recognize, embrace and be like, yep, I'm good at this and I'm not as good at this. And I can definitely use support and assistance from other people that might be better at those skills. Yeah, absolutely. And and I am sure that we will have another episode just on like how to hire your first person because there is so much that goes into that way before you hop on a job board and actually input, you know, what you're looking for. Yep. You got to do a lot of planning before you decide to hire someone. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that is great advice and I got one more thing to say. <laughs> Before, right. before you jump into yours, because I, I like teased it out in the beginning. So I like literally went through this today because I had to do something for my company that I had never had to do before. Because I have a payroll company that I've used, I mean, basically since day one. And usually they are handling all my taxes and quarterly earnings and all this kind of stuff. I've never really, yeah. it's kind of a... I go to my payroll company and then I don't have to think about it, right? Like they kind of take care of the rest. Well, there's been some snafus in opening up my foreign entity of my company now that I live in Colorado and my company's in California. And so I've actually had to go in and take care of some of this stuff because of timing and whatnot. And I'm literally like... (laughs) on the phone trying to figure out all this like taxes stuff, which is not my strong suit by by any means. And I'm like, I know we're recording this episode today. And I really would love to just be like, somebody else do this, but I have to figure this out. Like I, I have to learn how to do this. So if it happens again, I can take care of it. And I and I know what to do. And I feel like I, I did about half of what I needed to do today, but I feel a little bit better that I'm like, okay, now I know if I have to do this in the future, I've gone through it. I figured it out. I can do it, even though I don't want to do it. But <laughs> I did figure it out. Yeah, and that's why it's so important. You you got to do it yourself so that you understand what's actually going on in your business. So great piece of pieces of <laughs> advice there. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I could have just as easily chose that as one of my own pieces of advice to share today. Now I do have a piece of advice to share with you, and it is a good one, at least you know from my biased perspective. Uh, but before I jump into that, there's something that Sarah and I need to share with you, and that is that we are presenting soon in <laughs> two of the OTACs. I don't know if there's more OTACs in the, know, in, uh, the nation. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I don't know, but we are presenting at two OTACs this year, both Colorado's OT Association as well as the California OT Association. And we're excited about that because we are going to be talking about the business models that OTs can use for a successful business. We're going to talk about our own business models, as well as some of the ones you've heard here on the podcast and will hear on the podcast. Uh, But we just wanted to extend an invitation. If you're going to be heading out to California or to Colorado's OT Association Conference, Colorado is about a month from now, I believe, when this episode comes out in October. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing you in October. And then California is in November. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sarah, you excited for that? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Like, we we just kind of threw it out there. We're like, maybe we should try to present. And then as soon as, like, we got accepted, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is happening. Like, this is going to be super cool. And, yeah, it's just it, – it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. And so, if you're listening and can attend either one of those, 
we would love to meet you and yeah, just connect and collaborate and just uh, give hugs. I guess can we give hugs in now? Like <laughs> <laughs> we can do are that we now. Past that? Okay. <laughs> okay good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, um, not only are we excited, but the feedback that we've received from both associations, they are excited about this as well. Uh, we hope you're excited too. We we know you enjoy the podcast, and if you enjoy the podcast, we know you will enjoy this workshop that we're going to be uh, providing at both of the OTEC. So we hope to see you there. And we'll share more details when we get a little bit closer and we know exactly what, what's going on. But yeah, look out for it. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to share my advice and then we can wrap up this podcast in just a little bit. Um, my advice that I heard when I first got started with the first podcast, the OT Schoolhouse podcast, was to make a promise to yourself and also others by putting it out into the world to stick with it for one year good or bad, stick with it for one year. Now, I think this is great advice for any business, but I know you know some are more expensive than others, and it's hard to go an entire year if you have $10,000 worth of uh, a debt accumulating every month. That would not be great. But with the podcast, with online businesses especially, going at it for one year just helps you to not look at the tiny day-to-day growth that you might not see but get bogged down by and instead say, you know what, I don't need to look at my podcast statistics or my YouTube statistics or my uh, Instagram followers every single day. Instead, let me look at them once a month and see that exponential growth that is going on because it's always hard the first few times, right? Like Sarah and I, we put this podcast together and we pushed it out. And, you know, the first day we put it out, there weren't many of you that listened to it. (laughs) Like, to be honest, right? You just didn't know about it. It took time for people to learn about this podcast. But once you start to develop those followers, those fans, they start to share it with their fans and their friends and their family, and then it just starts to grow from there. And so that's what really helped me just to kind of not get bogged down by the small picture things. And I was able to just put on blinders and not look at the statistics and whatnot and just wait until a year later. And at that point, to compare myself, how far I had gotten in one year, as opposed to saying, oh, I'm one week in and no one's listened to my podcast. No. By one year in, I was able to look back and really see, oh, look at all that growth that I have had over the past year. Look at all the things that I've done over the past year. Maybe you are making money. Maybe you're not making money at that point, but you still get to see how far you have actually come. A lot of us are just too quick to give up. We want something to happen overnight. And it just, that's just not the case. In 99. I don't know, something percent of the cases, things don't happen overnight. So, my advice to you is if you know what you want to do, once you start, stick with it for one year and then reassess at that point to see how things are going. Hopefully, by that point, you know, things are going great and you want to continue on. Um, But at one year, you'll have a better idea as to whether or not it's working. So, yeah, that's my advice. I love that advice. And I, spoiler alert, I had read Jason's advice. I shouldn't have done this. I should have just come up with mine <laughs> before. But I had read your advice and I was like, dang, that's a good one. And it took me a while to like get past what you had said because I was like, I definitely would have said that as well. I think there is so much that happens 
during that first year of starting your business. And this isn't necessarily like from the second you sign the documents and it becomes official, like from the moment that you get the idea that you want to start an OT business, Mm -hmm. there's so much that happens in that first year, first two, first three, first five, first 10, whatever, you know? And I think uh, you said it perfectly. Like a lot of people want that overnight success. And it is very, very rare that people can literally go to bed one night without success and wake up the next morning and all of a sudden they've just blown up, right? But that, of course, that's what we see. That's what we see in the media. That's what we hear. That's what we read in stories. But that's not really, that's not real life. And no. Jason and I really want to keep this real and really share what what we've been through and what, and what we've gone through and, and what we've learned throughout this whole process. And so I think setting that time limit, limit time, it's not a time limit, setting a time just setting a time, kind of that boundary, time frame. Time frame thank you. Yeah. I, th- I think that is really important to just be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go, right? Don't, don't get caught up in the imposter syndrome that we've talked about before. Don't get caught up in the negative self-talk spiral that I've shared in one of my previous episodes on OT for Life. Just get out there, push yourself, learn, jump through the hurdles, get over the challenges, and you'll you'll turn around and you'll see how far you've come. I love the there's a picture. I think it's a little cartoon graphic or something. And if it's like it's like a person like climbing a mountain and you see it a lot on like entrepreneur type yeah. blogs and whatnot. But it's always like when you're going up the mountain, all you see is like what what else you still have to accomplish. But when you stop and turn around, you can actually see how far you've come. And I think Mm -hmm. it's very easy for us as entrepreneurs and budding entrepreneurs to see how much, to see where we want to get and how much stands in our way from like our definition of success, but not realizing everything that has kind of led you to that point and everything you've already done. So yeah, thank you, Jason. I think that is just such great advice and important for people to hear, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Give yourself some time and embrace the journey. You know, you, you were mentioning the climbing a mountain analogy. Uh, oh, right as you were saying that, I was also thinking of the common picture that we often see in occupational therapy of the iceberg. Same type of thing, yep. right? Like what you see versus what is under the the business foundations that are underwater that no one sees because that's not what you're putting on social media. That's not what you're talking about on the podcast. You're not talking about setting up your S Corp, your LLC, right? Those are the things that really set you up for success that no one ever sees. So um, work on those, you know, for a year and, and you'll start to kind of the iceberg is building underwater (laughs) and then, you know, within the year it'll start to peak out and that's when all the fun really starts to happen. So uh, give it some time. Take your time, but give it some time, and who knows where you will go. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. On the next episode of the OTpreneur Podcast, we're going to be talking about online business models. We talked with Sarah a few weeks ago about more of that traditional um, in-person service-based model. Now we're going to talk about online business models, which, of course, I'm excited about because <laughs> that's what my business is all about. So, I was going to uh, say, we'll you better courses. be excited, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, we'll talk about courses, conferences, which um, I'm actually in the middle of going through right now and a community-based model. So we're going to have lots of fun. We look forward to talking to you, talking about your business sometime in the future, and we will catch you on the next episode over at otpreneur.com. Remember, wherever you are on your OTpreneur journey, we are here to support you. 
Here at the OTpreneur Podcast, we can't thank you enough for listening in today. If you're looking for a community of OT entrepreneurs, be sure to check out the website at otpreneur.com. At OTpreneur, OT means business. We'll see you next time.